Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leader in Red, hosted by myself, Natalie Hansford. I'm going to pretend I'm super energetic today, but the truth is I am not. I am so exhausted today. Today is Sunday. It's a little bit of a gloomy day. It did start off sunny and somehow the sun is gone. Yesterday, all day, I was in a baseball tournament and I'm pretty athletic, but baseball is not my first sport on my list. I played baseball in a co-ed lead all summer long. It was on and off about almost every Friday, but I had some weekends off where I had games and they were either double header games or just one game. And it was tough for me. I had to have an entire nine to five job and then I had to race to the north um, to play games every Friday. And it was actually so mentally and physically exhausting, but I did really enjoy it. I played it with some of my friends and it was a lot of fun. I haven't played baseball since like I was in grade six, so it's been quite a while. I did play second base, which was fun. I like being a little bit in the action, even though I haven't played in so long. But anyways, this weekend I did have a tournament and we did not win, which is fine because honestly, by the end of the game that we, the last game that we lost in order to kind of make it on or not, we end up losing by one and the other team played really well. So I can't argue against that. And so did we. I'm pretty sure every player hasn't played baseball since like they were little. So for all of us to get together and join the co-ed league was just so much fun. And even though we lost, I was a little bit excited because I was so exhausted. My body today, I feel like I'm like 60 years old because I am so sore. My back and my legs just from like running and I guess hitting the bat and all that good stuff is just mentally, physically exhausting. And not having coffee, I'm telling you today, is hurting, especially trying to get some stuff done, get some content ready for you guys get this recording ready. So mind, don't mind me if I'm just a little bit off today, but we're all human, right? <laughs> okay, guys. So I wanted to jump in into an episode that I felt was very important. A lot of people don't really talk about it that much, but I personally experienced it and I thought I'd share a little bit of my story and then also give some t- tips and tricks onto how to deal with it. So the topic today is how to impress your employer and how to remedy a bad first impression. So some of the tips and tricks I have for you are for both of these scenarios. So whether you're first meeting someone or you're trying to remedy a bad first impression, either or these are the tricks that are going to help you overcome it or be basically the best person that you can be when you are working that nine to five trying to impress your employer or your supervisor or whoever it may be. This is call it your coach or your management. So I'm just going to start with a personal experience because we've all been there. We've all been a part of a team or have a manager that maybe you don't get off on the right foot or maybe you didn't really even have the time to make an impression on them because you have little to no time with them. You barely see them. They're really busy. They're not part of your immediate team the second that you get onboarded. So it's really hard for you to make that first impression, especially when you're in a small business and you really want to impress the owner, but they're nowhere to be found. 
it happens. They're owners. They're busy. They have stuff to be to be done. They have their shit going on, so they don't really have much time to help you with the onboarding sometimes, and that's okay. So my personal experience, I was onboarded onto a company, and to be honest, for the first six months, it was rough. And uh, there was three owners, and when I first got onboarded, it was just... It was almost kind of like I didn't exist. And now looking back at it, I have a lot more information as to why it flew or flowed the way that it did. But basically, I was onboarded and ignored by the management or owners at the time. I did have a direct supervisor, which I was very close with, and he helped me a lot in terms of becoming who I am and developing within the company and any questions that I had, I kind of went directly to him. But as for my relationship with the owners, it was basically inexistent. Looking back at it now, it's because they had a lot of turnover and turnover is scary for a lot of owners because they're investing their time into people that are going to be working with them and on their business. So when they invest time in someone who's being onboarded, they want to make sure that they're going to be investing their time and they're actually going to be staying. The worst thing they can do is invest in something and then the next week they basically leave and then the turnover keeps happening. Little do they know, things like that, an attitude like that is actually what creates turnover, but that's just not the topic that we're getting on today. So when they have turnover, they're scared of reaching out and developing that relationship with people because they don't want to get disappointed when they leave, which I totally understand both sides of the story, but in this circumstance, it hurt because I was that employee that was getting shut down or not really spending much time with them. And you could tell that they didn't really care. And knowing now, it was, again, because of the turnover, they didn't really want to invest their time into me when they think I was going to be leaving. I was a co-op student and I was basically working there to make sure I was going to graduate. So making sure that I was going to stay wasn't really what they were, their concerns were in terms of investing their time into me. So for the first six months, I really didn't get to know them that much. I probably got to know about one of them because they were the person that hired me, but he was one of the salespeople. He was on the road all the time. I didn't really see him that often. And the other two were always in and out and didn't really, really feel the need to spend any time with the people that were in the office at that very time. As we progressed, I wanted to make sure that I was building a strong connection with them. I enjoyed the company as a whole and I understood what their goals were in terms of mission and what they want their employees to have. And I was fresh blood coming out of school, so I felt I really wanted to make sure that I got my hooks in, but I also was sharing what was on my mind. I'm the type of person that just doesn't sit back and watch things happen. I have to be in the mess and it's something that I thoroughly enjoy. So I wanted to make sure that I did have a strong relationship with the owners. And if I wasn't going to be able to have that, there was going to be no future for me at that company. 
So for me, the steps that I took in order to make sure that I did have that strong connection with them was starting to show a presence more with them. So now knowing that, now knowing that I kind of not necessarily had a bad first impression when I first got there, but I did have to work for that strong relationship to impress the employer as I started my employment at the company. And just so you know, I'm talking about the current company that I work for now. I'm still there. So some of the tips and tricks I'm going to tell you are things that I did to overcome that. But know that for me, it worked. I'm still here. I have a really strong relationship with the owners and I feel very comfortable with them. So it's understanding what works for you. Not every single one of these tips are going to work for everyone. And everyone's completely different depending on the human that you're talking to or who you are as a person. So honestly, my first tip is to be yourself. Don't listen to all these tips and tricks and get worried that you're not doing it properly or you, it didn't work out because maybe you weren't in a certain scenario and don't stress about it. And just know that you're not going to get along with everyone. Not everyone is meant to be so close to you and not everyone is meant to be on your path. So just understand that. Don't take it to heart and just try and move forward as the best that you can. And I'm sure you'll be successful within your career. So that is my first and foremost tip is be yourself and don't ever lose yourself and get carried away with trying to get someone to like you or to get someone's attention because it's just not worth it if it's going to make you change something about yourself or not be yourself or be comfortable with yourself. So that's first and foremost. The second one is do your job and treat every day the same. A lot of people will come to me and be like, Natalie, my boss hates me and I can't even stand it, but I don't really like my job. <laughs> and I'm like, well, are what are you doing at work? Like, are you treating your job like you hate it? Are you going in negative every day? Are you not contributing your ideas or giving it your all? And if you're not doing any of those things, then that's the reason why you don't have that strong of a relationship with them. If you don't enjoy where you do, you can see it on your face. It's black and white. If you're not having a great time or you're not at least taking it day by day rather than just being super negative when you walk into work or maybe just not trying your best or knowing that you're not having this job long term. So you're just going to do the nine to five, leave, go home and not worry about it and then go back and just that's it you're not going to give it an ounce more of your time then most likely that's why and I'm not saying they don't like you because you're not overachieving that's not what I'm saying at all what I'm saying is when you give your all in a job it shows and people see it it's almost like something comes off of you that's just this positive vibe that you can't just make up it just it happens and it fills the room with so much motivation and energy especially for other employees that are around you when you're not being the best that you can be every day it shows and it's super negative so that might be one of the reasons why as to there is a sour taste in their mouth or they see that you're not trying and you're just coming to work to get paid that might be one of the reasons why you don't have that strong relationship with them so my first 
tip in all of this is just making sure that you are treating each day and being the best that you can be every day. And I understand we're all human. We're going to have those off days and that's totally fine. But if you're treating every day as the best that you can and you know that when you go home at night you feel accomplished and you know that you just you did something right and you feel so great about that day then there's nothing else left that you can do and you're that's professionally you should be proud of yourself so give a hundred percent and always showing that you're serious within the job will develop the respect with the management team or owners the third tip that I have is spend the time to understand them and how they communicate. Do they communicate better in person? Do they communicate better on the phone or maybe by text? And understand them, understand their schedule and understand that they may be busy sometimes and they're not just shrugging you off because they don't enjoy you. They're shrugging you off because they're genuinely scheduled is packed. They don't really have time for five minutes to sit down. Although on the opposite end, I always have five minutes to spare for my team. But again, that's not what the podcast is about. And maybe it means scheduling yourself in. Maybe it means catching them at a time that's going to work best with them. And it also means understanding how they communicate, not just in terms of texting them or in person or by phone or whatever the case may be. It's also how they communicate in terms of how you're speaking back and forth with them. Know them, get to know their personality, understand the things that make them excited or the things that they do in their personal time, their family, their kids, their wife, where they live. Know the stuff, know everything. I'm working with three different owners and they are completely different people. Every single one of them, there's almost nothing the same about them, maybe other than the fact that they like sports (laughs) and that is always going to be a go-to. But understanding them and know them, ask how their day was. They always don't have to come up to you and say, hey, how are you doing? You as an employee have the absolute right to go up to them and say, how was your weekend? How was your wife? How was your kid's hockey tournament? If they're going to invest in your life, you better invest in theirs. Building that relationship is always going to be 50-50. So taking that responsibility, understanding what they like, what they don't like, and how to flow that conversation is going to make sure that your relationship is going to develop a lot stronger. They're going to know that every time you have a conversation with them, it's not going to be mentally and physically exhausting. It's really hard for some people to actually have a conversation knowing that, oh my gosh, they're probably going to be bringing up a raise. They're asking me for a raise or They're only talking to me because they want to talk about a project and I really just don't have the mind space for that. So they need to know that every time you come up to them, it's not just going to be about something that's involving work. It's about other things as well. And some people might not agree with me and they think that every conversation should be business. And if you think about that and that's the way that you think, then maybe this podcast is not for you. But all I'm saying is that Every conversation doesn't have to be about business. Oh my God. If you guys hear the motorcycles going on in the background, I apologize, but this is... (laughs) Sorry. Okay, back on track here. If that got caught up on the mic, then again, apologies. 
knowing that every conversation doesn't just have to be about business. Understand them so they can understand you. The relationship will grow. They'll respect you more, understanding where you're from and where they're from. And there might be some similarities within your personality that you can have more of a conversation about. And sometimes it's easier to start with a personal conversation and end with a business conversation, especially if it's a little bit more negative. So again, understanding them, understand how they communicate, and spending time to actually invest in them, just like they're investing in you. The fourth one I have is be loyal. A lot of people just don't understand the fact that you have to be loyal to get people's respect. Have their back. If they're in a crunch, stand up for them. Be dedicated, be honest, show integrity. And when you have an issue, say it. Don't go behind their back. Don't go to someone higher than them and say, how do I deal with this? I don't want to deal with it. Deal with the issue up front. If there is something that you don't agree with or something that's not maybe going your way, communicate it effectively and show how you feel. They're going to understand that you are human and you're actually going to communicate with them when something's up. Me, I have a problem with this. I will communicate sometimes too much about how I feel. Sometimes I'm the opposite and I stay quiet until I burst. But usually in the workplace, I'm up front and I'm there. I have this line and when you cross it, I blurt things out. But it's something that I'm really proud of. Of When I have an issue, I say it. I don't hold it in. I don't let it bother me because the more I do that, I'm just going to get stressed out for absolutely no reason. So I really think this is one of my strengths and I communicate very well on how I feel when things are maybe I just don't agree with them or maybe I have something that I think can be done better. I always communicate that. So making sure that you're honest and you communicate when something's up or you don't agree with something or maybe something happened the day before that you would really like to address. Talk to them one-on-one. Don't go behind their back. Make sure that you respect them as well because going behind their big back is just not respectful. So dealing with it head on is going to show that they're going to end up respecting you so much more when you do things like that. When you say you're going to do something, do it. Take responsibility every project that you're doing and get it done. The worst, the worst thing that you can do for your boss or owner or whatever the case may be to respect you is if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it or you're late to do it or like you're off, like you're telling them you're going to have it done by Monday and you get it done Wednesday. That is going to show or lose so much respect and responsibility and integrity with everything that you're doing. They're not going to trust that you can get something done when you say you're going to get it done. It doesn't matter whether they come up to you on the Friday after and say, hey, like, where's that project? And they wanted it by Monday, but they're asking about it on Friday. It doesn't matter. They have lives and they're busy too. Make sure when you say you're going to get something done by a certain date or they ask you to get it done by a certain date, get it done by that date. And if you can't, ask for an extension. Don't breeze it off. Don't just say, okay, no, it should be fine if I get it done Wednesday instead. You're not the person to be making that decision. And if they ask you to get something done at a certain time, and if you can't get it done, that's a completely different story. You communicate with them. You deal with that situation head on. You let them know that I 
don't think within within this time period I'm able to get this project done. Are you okay if I give it to you by Wednesday instead of Monday? And most likely, if they're a good leader, they're going to say, no problem. Thank you so much for letting me know. And I'll see you on Wednesday. Whatever the case may be, communicate it with them and make sure that you get things done on time. It's going to make sure that they trust you and you're going to be their go-to with responsible things or things that they need done appropriately. And it's going to let them just respect you more. You're going to be their go-to. So that's a good thing when you're their go-to. Just so you know, some people are like, I hate being the go-to. I have so much more work. It is the best position you can be in. And if you're a young person in a nine to five, you're ready to start your career. That is the best position you can be in is to be that go-to. So don't take it as a, I have more work. Take it as an opportunity to in order to be a part of the team and making sure that the company is prospering and doing better and growing. And if you're a part of that growth, they're going to take you with you. They're going to take you with them. The next one is take initiative to solve issues and offer solutions. No one likes a negative person, but taking initiative to solve a problem, address it head on in a professional manner and offer suggestions or offer information that can be clear or that can address the issue head on. So what I mean by that is if there is a situation that you're dealing with, whether it's a project or a different solution that you might not agree with, and I did talk about how being honest and showing your integrity is really important, one of the steps, but what I'm talking about is Understanding that if you see a problem within a project and you don't think it's the best solution and you think that you think that you have an idea that something a little bit more better or a better solution, a faster solution, a cheaper solution, when you're addressing your idea, have the information to back you up and speak about it. Don't wait until the end when the project's already done. Bring it up the second that you know about it. Have all the information to support your ideas and articulate your idea properly. There's a difference between sitting back and being negative and complaining about it and offering a solution on how to fix it. Two completely different things. When you sit in a meeting and you're going to be negative and say, I can't get that done. And you're that person that always sits there and says, no, I can't get that done. No, I don't want to do it. No, it's not happening. They're not going to respect you. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes you can't get it done. Sometimes it is no, but it's understanding how to communicate that and turn it not into like a negative conversation, but more Unfortunately, I'm not able to do this because of this. I need this in order to do this. There's always a way around it. Like, think about it. Just like I, I was actually listening to a video the other day and it was about how host, in hospitality, a lot of people will be like, no, sir, or no, ma'am, we can't do that because of this. Um, and the, in the certain video, it was a person asking for eggs and the lady on the phone was saying, no, we can't give you eggs because it's past 11 o'clock. And in a normal scenario, and if you're in the hospitality industry, a better answer would be like, yes, we can offer you eggs. We can't offer you something that's on the breakfast menu, but we can give you this. And there's always something that you can do. So what do they need to give you in order for you to get it done? Or maybe there's another way around it. Maybe there's a quicker way. Maybe we can get it done, but we have to half-ass it. There's always going to be something. So communicate that. Don't be so negative about it. Try to learn to articulate your words in a more positive manner, even though it might be a negative answer. 
So learn how to communicate a little bit more professionally and comfortably when you're talking so that they don't think that everything you're saying is negative because it's just going to make sure that they don't trust you more and they don't respect you. So again, just practicing how you address your issues, how you communicate it, provide information and be super clear with what you're talking about. The last one I have is see where you can support the company growth. Prove your commitment and long-term goals and see where you can support the growth the growth of the overall company. And if you don't know, ask. A lot of the times I really like to be involved in the technology things. And honestly, at first, I just kind of started winging it. I started just giving my ideas. I started just getting my hands dirty in it without people asking. And that's kind of how I started to get more involved in the growth of the company. But for a lot of people, it doesn't work that way. You don't have the opportunity to do that and you do have to ask. Do you know how excited one of the owners would be if you walked up to them and said, what can I do to help with the company growth? I really want to be involved with it. Do you know how excited they would get? They want to know that you're on their team long term. And if you're not showing that you're going to help with the overall growth, they know you're not long term. And that's just plain and simple. You're just here for the ride to get paid and go home. And it's the it's the nasty truth. So if you're here to be long term, help the overall company growth and they will bring you on the ride and make sure that you are prospering with them. So if you don't know, ask. And if you know, go for it. And if they don't want you to do something, they're going to tell you. And the worst case scenario is, hey, can you stop doing this and work on this? Whatever the case may be, always have the chance if you get to get your hands dirty in the growth. And I promise you, you will also be successful with the company. Over time, with all of these different tips and tricks, you will be valued and you will be a valued employee, which equals respect, which equals support with the owners and the management. All of these things will help you either gain that impressment of the boss and they will respect you and trust you, but it also might remedy a bad first impression. Or maybe you didn't have the opportunity to give a first impression like myself. I didn't really even have a first impression. I just started doing all these things and the respect happened over time. Everyone's different. Some people, they trust you at first. And when you do something, you lose their trust. And some people is the complete opposite. They don't have any trust for you until you gain their trust. So understanding that, understanding how people are all different, be the professional you are And if you go home every night and you're proud of yourself, then you're doing something right. Okay, guys. Well, that sums up this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are listening to this right now, be sure to screenshot the episode, post it on Instagram and tag me at leader in red podcast. I love to know when you guys are listening and I would love to hear your opinion on this episode. If you haven't already, make sure to follow me on the Instagram account. I'm always engaging with my followers whenever they have questions or they add me on the they ask me questions on the DMs or maybe in the comments. I'm always actively posting as well. If you haven't already, follow me and subscribe to this podcast. I appreciate everything that I have. And if you liked this episode, review it and rate it. And thank you so much, guys, again, for listening. I appreciate every single one of you, and I hope you have a great day, and I'll catch you in the next one.